How's everyone doing this evening? Welcome to another episode of the 313 Sports Pod. Uh, ben and Lev here as usual. Uh, hope everyone's staying safe, staying healthy. Um, and yeah, you know, there's nothing really new to talk about in terms of sports. Not really a whole lot of interesting, nothing really new going on outside of the NFL, which always, you know, NFL churns out headlines 24-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of, I mean, listen, there's no other league that's better than the NFL at keeping everyone entertained uh, 365 days a year. There's always something going on. I could see Roger Goodell every time something breaks, some news breaks, screaming from his basement, Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably what he's doing. But here's the question Is he wearing a suit or his purple sweater? <laughs> uh, he's wearing Dave Portnoy's uh, clown t shirt. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but I guess I wanted to start off today's conversation just, you know, because of all this coronavirus stuff going on. And, you know, obviously, as we know, sports are suspended as we know it. Um, you know, an interesting kind of discussion point, at, at, you know, at, at, at this stage in the, in, the, in the game is, you know, how, how, how's everything going to look when, you know, sports returns? And, you know, we see how... You know, WWE has been doing it empty stadiums, which is weird and like for WWE, that's very weird. That's really weird. And it, I'm it's not kind of like a small room. They're, they're just doing it in a small room, right? Um, UFC, from what I understand, we're not. I mean, I don't know about you. I'm not like a big UFC guy, but, yeah, but. UFC has done it fairly well, um, from my understanding. Oh, well, it seems like Dana White has an unlimited amount of money. Dana well, right. Well, Dana White has enough UFC. steroids and 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 you know bald spot waxers to <laughs> last him a lifetime. So I'm sure it sounds like he's okay in that front. But you know, looking at you know kind of the big four, you know, big five if you include MLS, we don't because we keep on getting shorted for a MLS team here in Detroit. Mm. Much to well, the MLS canceled their season. Right. And, like, and a while I mean, ago. they're you know the leagues in Europe are you know. We're starting to return. The starting Bundesliga returned. The German right. Bundesliga, they started playing this weekend. Uh, the English Premier League is starting, I think, June 1st. That's what I heard. Um, and I think we just lost most of our audience yeah. at this point. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know about the other leagues, but th- those are the two that I know of that right. are opening up. But, you know, looking, you know, going like just league by league, I mean, obviously the NFL, there's still plenty of time. I think the first game is usually... First week of September, last week of August. Something like Something that. Something like that. I mean, preseason starts in August, so that's four months away, three months away. So, you know, we still got time, but at the, at the same rate, you know, mm-hmm. kind of got to figure it out. But, you know, let's, let's focus more on, on the sports that, you know, like NHL, MLB, NBA. You know, it's in the middle of May at this point. You know, we'd be in the heat of things baseball-wise probably about, oh, I would say, a good... 40 to 50 games in or so. Mm, yeah. Roughly. I, I, roughly. Roughly. I mean, the Tigers suck, but... So, okay. The so Tigers no will be, be looking at attention. a 10 and 30 record. I think, that, I think that's way too generous. <laughs> but, you know, there, and there's been a lot of talk with, with the MLB returning, and, and they've been looking at a few possible options. And I, I, I think what really the MLB should do is take a look at, you know, what the Korean League has done in the Taiwanese leagues down in Asia for baseball. And in case you don't know, ESPN is showing live 
uh, Taiwan and Korean baseball because I guess they're just dying for content. Aren't there <laughs> some Americans from MLB playing there? Yeah, some former guys. I, some guys. I, I've like I'm I've seen like clips of like current MLB players. I don't remember who like playing in the Korean or Taiwanese league or whatever. Right. Uh, but you know. Um, to me, it seems like the best way for at least MLB to do it, and we'll talk about you know NHL and NBA later because you know they're smack in the middle of the season. But from what I've heard about the MLB, you know, eighty-two game season, cut the season by half at this point, basically. Well, yeah. and 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 you know, play well, without fans. The question from is, the NBA? no baseball. Oh, baseball. This is baseball. You know. It's it's a good idea, but I think the really the good a good way to do it would be just to take all the teams and take them to the spring training facilities in either Arizona or Florida. I know the governor of Arizona said that you know his state is open for business, playing you know and, sans fans without and fans. Florida also said so. Right, and Florida said the same thing. But I think, and you know we'll talk about it. Like I said, when we'll talk about the NBA. I think the NBA is probably going to be playing out of Florida. When mm-hmm. all is said and done, because they got the whole Epcot Center yeah. infrastructure there with the summer league and 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 you know, well, that's and whatnot. A couple of stadiums in Florida. They have the Heat Stadium, American Airlines. They have Amway Center in Orlando. Right, but I think their plan is for that. I think. Oh, you, the, oh, so they're planning. You mean state plan one? Plan. I think they're planning on just taking over Disney World for the time being. That's <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds, and they got that huge Epcot Center over there, which yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's 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 massive. Yeah. It's just a gigantic, you know, probably double the size of a football field kind of area that you can just turn into a bunch of basketball courts, mm-hmm. you know, fairly quickly. But for the MLB, you know, they said, you know, hey, and and the rumors that are coming out, MLB said that they're not going to stop if someone tests positive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that person will be quarantined and isolated and blah, 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 blah. It's a little bit, you know, strange because if one guy, if, if one guy got sick, for sure his whole team's sick or most probably his whole team's sick. Right. Which... And then everyone the team played is also sick. Like, if you look back on... When everything started in the NBA, Rudy Gobert got sick. Uh, the only other player on his team was Donovan Mitchell who got sick, but then other players on other teams also got sick, like Detroit Pit, for, uh, probably former Detroit Piston, yeah. Christian Wood. Uh, Christian got, Wood, Marcus Smart. Yeah. Uh, who else? And they all played. NBA? They all played this the Jazz. Right. That week ish, the Pistons played about a week before Gobert got um, diagnosed. Right. With the Rona, but I don't see how that's possible. I also saw somewhere how if a baseball will will touch more than two players' hands, they'd switch, they'd throw it out right away and switch to the next baseball. Um, but like, let's say the pitcher and the catcher throwing it to I each mean, other. And, and, and there's another article that I'm reading now. It seems like what the MLB, their safety proposal is. Thorough testing, 10,000 tests a week, social distancing, and no spitting. (laughs) How are you going to... Right, I mean... No spitting. So that's the thing. Like, how are you really going to enforce it? Unless you take literally all the, you know, MLB players and, 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 you know, kind of the AAA players as well from the minor league teams, put them, you know, somewhere in Idaho or Wyoming for two, three weeks, let them all 
quarantine together, then start rolling out spring training. That's really the only way I could see it working out. Press kind of kept separately in a box, and you know the yeah. umpires also quarantined with them somewhere well, out in you know middle of nowhere. I but think, I think this is I think and I haven't read if what they're doing with umpires, but I see this would be a great opportunity opportunity for the MLB to test out uh, electronic umps. That's a good. That's an interesting thought. But I've I've heard that from places before. But I don't I don't think they're doing that because of the. Umpires union is gonna throw right. A fit. The, onions, the umpires union is gonna lose their, you know. But that would be a very good opportunity to test out the electronic uh, umpires. Also, um, shoot, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the and is there really a big need for press? Get, I mean, get the people who televise the games and. Right, right. You, you don't need anyone else. And really. you know, the other ideas that are being promoted, you know. 50 players a team under each plan instead of the normal 25 in case of, you know, viruses. You know, players and other team personnel not participating in the game would sit in the stand stand separated by six feet. Social distancing by the national anthem. (laughs) Um, You know, different balls being used and throwing balls around the infield discouraged. So, like, I mean... At that point, you you may as well have the players wear, you know, plastic gloves on their hands. It would be the same thing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. You know, pitchers have their own set of balls to throw a drink. I mean, it sounds ridiculous. And, I mean, I think for baseball, it it is, you know, a little more difficult than I think for any other sport just because of baseball has a lot more what I would call moving parts because you got the players, the bullpen, the dugout, the the, the bad boys, the, 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 you know, the the resin bags. There's a million Mm -hmm. things to keep track Mm -hmm. of in baseball. So I just think it would be harder. But... I do think this is a great opportunity for the MLB. You know, there, there, there's a sports vacuum. There's nothing going on. I mean, the, you know, uh, that the ESPN's documentary about Michael Jordan is pulling ratings like we've, you know, like we've never seen. And the NFL mm-hmm. draft had its highest ratings ever. People want sports. The MLB is a dying league. league. And that's very clear just based on attendance. It's way too slow. You know, we no one except for, for the while. no one except for the big teams really pulls in decent attendance numbers, right? Unless you're the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Cubs, yeah. Probably maybe a couple more teams that are missing Houston. If if a team is good, they'll have right. player, they'll have fans like. Uh, I mean, Atlanta. even here, Detroit was you know here in Detroit we were a huge baseball town back in the good old days when the Tigers were decent. Now you could barely get. I mean, they claim it's twenty thousand people. There's barely three. There's barely. I mean, you know, there's like two dudes sitting up in the skyline seats, and you know, another three in the upper deck somewhere else, and then the rest of the lower deck is like each section is like maybe twenty percent full. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, for them will be. I think that's probably. I, I don't know how they they would do it. I would, like I said, I would just quarantine all the players, put them away somewhere. Play somewhere else. You know, you got Arizona, you got Florida. I think that's the way to go. Switching gears, you know, to the NBA. The NBA has, you know, a sort of, you know, infrastructure in place with, you know, with their summer league. Because they got Vegas. Yeah, and they got Epcot. And they have the Epcot Center, which where they've played before. And, you know, now already 10 team facilities as of May 14th. So as of. Thursday, 10 team facilities were open. Cavs, Hawks, Nuggets, Bucks, Portland, Pacers, 
Jazz, Kings, Raptors, Heat, as well as the Orlando Magic. And that's a third of the teams right there. Yeah. You could really, you know, if the NBA really wanted to go back and say, hey, we can play, again, it would have to be without fans. Mm-hmm. At this point, I don't think fans is really an option, I guess. But, you know, something similar, again, something similar to the MLB where, you know, yeah, how they how they structure the playoffs, that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. I've heard, you know... Just seed teams one through sixteen. Yeah, that that would be regardless of conference. Again, that that, that would be a good test for the NBA because there have been theories going around that they will that they want to do that. Right, and I think it'll be a blast for the future in general. I mean, if you look at the standings now, this is. But then again, you could look at the issue of Golden State has to play Miami, or LA has to play Boston first round. That's it's a cross country for the first round. That's that's a little crazy. And, and, you know, you're right, 100%. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, in terms of overall, you know, if... if in terms if, of overall entertainment, it'd be much better. Oh, it'd be a, it would be a blast. But, but it's not, I mean, that's not really the discussion here. The discussion yeah. here is more about, you know, short-term kind of mm-hmm. idea. You know, in this scenario, I don't have, the, you know, the stats in front of me, but... I think the Bucks would play like Orlando or something like that, or, or yeah, Bucks would play Orlando, Lakers would play Brooklyn, Toronto but see, that, would play that's Memphis. A, that's a nightmare matchup for Brooklyn, traveling cross country to LA. Right, but we're talking about four hour difference. Uh, we're talking east, east to west is always much worse than west to east. One hundred percent. But we're talking not about the general idea of a sixteen team play. Oh, we're talking yeah, yeah. about you know. I'm still stuck on the general idea of the 16-team <laughs> In terms of, you know, this coronavirus league that would happen, yeah. it would definitely be a lot of fun. It would yeah. be some, you know, exciting matchups. Clippers, Dallas, Boston, Indiana, Denver, Philly. It would be fun. Yeah. And who knows what would happen. But, <laughs> listen, this is going to be one of those years that there's going to be, you know, a big, fat asterisk by whoever wins the championship if there yeah, will definitely. be a championship. Um, I know the NBA right now is looking, you know, their next season, the 2020-2021 season, they're looking to start it sometime in December. Which I think, I think they should do that. They should have been doing July that. and August. They should have always been doing that. Right. They, should, I mean, they shouldn't start on Halloween. They should start on Christmas. Yeah, yeah and listen, you know. Whatever, Adam Silver As, has his own. You know, if you're basketball, you're never going to beat the NFL, so you may as well, but... Again, different discussion for a different yeah. day. For for you know for for this, you know, there's also another option of having to play in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Vegas is opening up the casinos, and they're taking a little bit more of a, I don't want to say laxer stance on, on the whole social distancing well, thing, but so I remember a short while back, maybe two weeks ago, this has I think this has fallen through, but. Um, the T-Mobile Arena, which is uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights Arena, uh, brand new. And Vegas came out as like a possible hub city for the NHL and NBA. And then like uh, someone dropped a rumor how uh, the NHL and NBA are competing for the... Are having a little bit of a turf war for T-Mobile Arena, to which everyone basically said... Um, <laughs> w- how can there be a turf war when one league doesn't have turf there? Right. I mean, and then, you know, that's true. And 
it would definitely, I mean, obviously there'd be no fans, but I think there'd be, you know, a sort of, Vegas would be a nice place to do it just because of all the gambling yeah. and, and whatnot. It'd be, it'd be definitely a more of an interesting mm-hmm. twist, especially because the games would be right there. Um, and, you know, maybe then, maybe the NBA can somehow figure out a way to even sell tickets to these things. I don't know. Yeah. They get a lot of backlash for that. Right. But, I, you know, for the NBA, I think that's probably the way they're going to do it. You know, and, and jumping to the NHL, this is where it kind of gets really, really funky and really interesting. And I really have to give the NHL a lot of credit yeah. for, you know, thinking kind of outside of the box on this one. Uh, you know, so, basically, they were always, the rumors came out earlier that they were considering a 2014 playoff. Maybe it will happen. Maybe it won't. Whatever. Uh, today or yesterday, I don't remember when it was, um, news came out that the NHL and the NHLPA are both strongly working on the 2014 playoff in, in a March Madness-like bracket. I think that'd be sweet. That'd, there's be, nothing, that'd be amazing. Listen, there's 100% for sure there's nothing like the NHL playoffs. Yeah. You, you Nothing can compete. Be- and, you know, you do something like that, and combine that with, you know, their idea for the draft being that top three teams are pretty much locked in. I'm so sorry. <laughs> top three teams are, I think, locked in for a top three pick. And the lottery would be the between the three teams or the two teams. The, there, there was a there possibility was a how, but yeah, that's not, that's going to happen. It was, right. it was supposed but, to be an early June draft and um, no, no team could get higher than... There would be one draft lottery winner, so no team could go jump more than six spots. So basically, the Wings would be guaranteed a top two, two pick. pick. Yeah. Which, hey, give me Alexis. Alexi Lafreniere. Lafreniere or, uh, or Quentin Byfield. I'm happy. I'll be parting down Woodward Avenue next to Little Caesars. <laughs> but social distancing, of course. Not obviously. <laughs> but, you know... For for I, I for a league like the NHL, again, it's the same thing that I think baseball has, where you do something like this, which would definitely be kind of a more aggressive move to open up, and you do it something that's in an interesting format. Mm-hmm. It would be, you know, I think well, I think the teams would be for it. I think they're definitely listen. We might even see the NHL on ESPN at that point. Ooh, ESPN, NHL. And the, it, two, the two words haven't been spoken <laughs> together in. The, ages or you know primetime nbc every night just keep on cranking out those games i'm but on board i'd watch it's it would be interesting because if you outdoor look at, watching parties <laughs> social distancing it'd be interesting to see that because the team there would be very few teams that didn't make the playoffs so those teams it would probably be going by point percentage of which teams would make it so the teams that wouldn't make it would be ottawa senators the red wings um rangers devils Blackhawks, Kings, and Sharks. But it, it'd just be interesting to see maybe like a team like Buffalo could all of a sudden get their spark back that they had in November and just, you know, plow through the playoffs to the finals. Or But that's how the NHL, you know, yeah. NHL, I think, has more... Eighth, Randomness. Right. And eighth seed, eighth seed Stanley Cup winners than any other league. Probably, because although it's you, you, your team needs to have a lot of skill... There is a luck factor. There is definitely puck luck. There's puck luck. There's definitely puck luck. I mean, you know, 
In basketball, it's a little more, you know, hey, the best team wins. In football, for the most part, it's yeah. all, I mean, obviously the Giants beating the Patriots. But also in football, was, it's or, a one-game playoff. Right. So anything it's, can happen. It, any, it's much, there's also much more of a random factor in the NFL because of the one-game playoff. But the MLB and especially basketball, it's usually the best teams go through. Unless unless a player get unless a team gets really hot, right? And then baseball is, I mean, baseball is baseball. Baseball is just weird when it comes to the playoffs, yeah. also. But you know, for the NHL, I think this would again be a huge move in terms of market marketability. Mm-hmm. You open up, and I get. I mean, obviously, I mean, at this point, I think everyone's, which I'm surprised actually. I mean, all the leagues have made it pretty clear that their priority is, you know, health, not profits. Yeah. Which, considering, you know, everything is a little shocking. But, you know, if the NHL does it and they do it right and they make it fun and they make it exciting, it could go a long way to kind of making the NHL, you know, the number three sport, potentially pushing baseball for the time being, at least, into kind of, you know, the side of the equation. Yeah. But... You know, and, and, you know, moving to the NFL, obviously for the NFL, it's no one really knows really kind of what's going to happen. It's all it's all up in the air. No yeah. one really knows. No one's really sure. But mm-hmm. my opinion, empty stadiums, no fans. That's probably what's going to happen. Pumped up noise volume to mimic fans. Something along those lines. No one's going to lose draft picks this time for that. Right. Circa twenty. 15 Atlanta Falcons or whatever it was. And Kansas City Chiefs. And Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Um, but staying with the NFL theme, um, the 2017 draft, um, the teams had to make a decision on whether to exercise or decline like the fourth year, uh, fifth year player options. So it's kind of interesting to look at that because if you look at the top 10, Five out of the top ten players picked in the draft had their um weren't weren't extended. Which Those I pl- think is hilarious. The players not extended were Trubisky, Solomon Thomas, Leonard Fournette, which was kind of interesting. Corey well, Davis. I mean, Leonard Fournette at this point. John Ross. Uh the ones that were extended were Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Uh, Christian McCaffrey got an extension. Uh, Mike Williams, he's a up and down receiver, but he has a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Jamal Adams, one of the best safeties in the league, and Miles, I'll hit you in the head with your helmet, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very interesting draft class because yeah, that's that's for sure. yeah. If it's you, just I mean, very interesting to look at that. I'm looking at the draft class as a whole. I mean, usually you know. For the most part, in most drafts, you kind of see, you know, good players sprinkled throughout the first round. But you it, know, it kind of feel- at least the first five to ten pick, yeah. you know, five to ten picks. Most of them are pro bowlers or just good, solid players. Here, it's like Mitch Trubisky, eh? Solomon mm. Thomas, eh? Leonard Fournette, good player, headache in the locker room. Jacksonville doesn't want to deal with him. I, he's probably going to be wearing a different jersey by the time the season starts. Yeah, it's, Corey Davis, bust. bust. Yeah, you know, and you know, if you go through John the draft, Ross. you know, John Ross, who had that four two two forty time, 
he got suppo- he got injured after that forty, and I just think he never recovered from it. Right. Patrick uh, Mahomes was in that draft, though. Yeah, it's Sean Watson. It's kind of it's just kind of interesting if you look further into the draft. The later picks in the first round are, better. are much better. Ryan Ramchek, a uh, starting offensive tackle for the Saints, right off the bat. Tredavious White. T.J. Watt. Bubba David Njoku, who's a pretty good tight end. Uh, Bada Baker. Zay yeah. Jones. Uh, Evan Ingram. Yeah, I think this was one of those drafts where there were a lot more kind yeah. of good players taken. Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, Alvin Kamara, Chris Godwin, Hunt, yeah. Kenny G., Shaq Griffin. It, it's I, it's just I guess more players people more players I guess were better than late. I don't know. It's just it's a it's a very weird draft. Right. Uh, and you know it's it's interesting when you kind of look at you know this this the fifth year you know all the options that were exercised the good players got exercised the okay players didn't and the terrible players obviously didn't either. So like a guy like Mitch Trubisky, who depending Trubisky's who you ask. Most if you ask me, he to. sucks. If you ask, you know, other Bears fans, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, but other they'll, guys will be crying for ex girlfriend by the time his contract ends. <laughs> but like, even a player like Jared Davis, all right, like let's go, let's our, look own. At the line, our own, let's look at some of our own, Jared Davis. He's a great blitzer, great tackler, terrible in can, one. He can't cover. No, you 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 could put. A freaking fullback against him. He can't cover yeah. that. It's, 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 and there's a lot of these players like that. Garrett Bowles, uh, oh, uh, tackle for holding leader for the past yeah, few years. He, he has like talent to be a decent right. tackle, but I, I mean, just you also can't got guys it. in there like, you know, Hassan Riddick, who I think is being completely misused in Arizona, who I think if he has a change of scenery could be. You know, a a, a, a better mm-hmm. player. You know, Taco Charlton was waived. That yeah, he, but he, he I, the, guess, I guess he just was a bust. Right. You know, John, like we said, John Ross bust. Corey Davis bust. You know, th- there were good picks in the draft, but it was just, it was one of the weirder drafts overall. And I think you know, like imagine the best receiver in the draft class. How many receivers went in the first round here? In the top one, ten, two, in the top ten, there were three receivers. In the top right. 20, uh, 30, I don't know. There were a lot of There receivers. were a lot of receivers. I, I just can't like count them all right now. But out of all the receivers in the first round, the best ones were in the second and third. Right. Juju Smith-Schuster and Kenny Galladay. Right. It's, it's well, there's just... also Chris Godwin. Also in the third oh, he won in that draft also? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> but then you also have guys like, you know, George Kittle was in that draft and... Yeah. He got taken in the third round. Eddie Jackson, you know, Kittle got broke. taken later than the third round. Sorry, Kittle got taken in the fifth. Fifth. You know, it was just one of those weird drafts, yeah. and you know, where we see it, you know, what is it, almost three years later, but just you know, just it, very interesting, interesting to look to. Interesting to look at. But what's even more fun is NFL you know, player arrests. Oh yeah, that's always that's always an exciting time. I mean, formerly that was you know where you normally see guys like. Um, what's his name? From the Cowboys? No, guys who used to play for the Lions running back. Mikel Mikel LaShore. LaShore! And Titus Young. Titus Young, Johnny Colbreth. I mean, these are notable Lions legends over here. But, you know, we got... DeAndre Ware. Well, he should have been a Lions legend, but we took Charles Rogers instead. 
Mike Williams? DeAndre was also a Lions player. Oh. Not not Andre Johnson. Not DeMarcus Ware. Never mind. Oh, DeAndre DeMarcus Ware. Yeah, right. whatever. I got confused. But, uh, but so TMZ Sports... Which, by the way, I have to give TMZ credit. Their sports department is excellent. I think it was on Friday. Released an article titled, DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar, NFL players accused of armed robbery. Arrest warrants issued. Well, okay, now let's let's kind of roll back a little bit. DeAndre Baker was the Giants' first-round pick in 2019. He was the 30th or the 32nd overall pick. 30th. 30th overall pick, but still a first-round pick. First corner off the board in that draft. Quentin Dunbar, he was an undrafted free agent, but he started a bunch of games already. He he was a starter in a contract year, going into a contract year right. for the Seahawks, who have a decent secondary. So the fact that he's a starter means he's one of the best, better players on a team that's really good defensively. He was probably going to make big bucks this year. DeAndre Baker was owed like $8 million. In the next three years. I mean, wasn't DeAndre Baker the dude who, like, his first paycheck bought his mom a Bentley or something like that? I don't that? know. A bunch of people bought Yeah, but the funniest Bentley's part of that stuff. video was, like, his mom lives in, like, not the greatest house. Let's just put it mildly. And he rolls <laughs> yeah, up with he the lives Bentley. In like, the... dude, buy your mom a house. He lives in uh, Liberty City in Miami. It's, like, a bad neighborhood or yeah. something. I think it's called Liberty City. That's, that's what I heard. But, um... So... Basically, the main story is that DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar were in a high-stakes uh, card game and lost seventy grand. For you, that's a lot of money. For them, it's twenty-five dollars. Not twenty-five dollars, but it, it's it's not it, it's manageable. Um, and then the next day, I guess they went to a it says a cook-off. And then all of a sudden, DeAndre Baker just started waving his gun around, and he was he was DeAndre Baker was charged with four counts of aggravated assault and four counts of armed robbery, while Dunbar was only facing four counts of armed robbery because he didn't have a gun. Um, yeah, they started waving the gun around at the cookoff. Like imagine like <laughs> DeAndre Baker eating corn on the cob and whipping out his gat and. Yeah, put all like semi-automatic gun. By the way, <laughs> so now it just has a semi-automatic firearm, so it could be an AR-15. <laughs> I just have an image of DeAndre Baker with the corn on the cob waving around an <laughs> AR-15 for you know for for cracks and giggles. But imagine a cook-off, and they start robbing people at the at the cook-off, like stealing their watches. And then another and guy. Expensive watches too. Yeah, they're expensive Rolex watches. Ro- Ro- yeah, but and then another guy comes in wearing a red mask <laughs> and Dun- and Baker points his gun at that guy, telling him to shoot another dude. And that it's just it's just a little crazy because so in the end they made out with fifty thousand dollars, which means each of them got about twenty five. About so they got seven k in cash, and then the Rolex was eighteen grand and. The hobalt was hobalt was twenty five grand. So, actually, they just posted another update as of about five hours ago that they were both out on bond over a Zoom hearing, which just shows you the value of our you know, judicial system that we could do things stuff. They're out on Zoom. bail. You mean? Yep. What I Not say? Bond or whatever bail bond. I think it's the same thing. Mm. But our, our our lawyer our uh, you know law uh, you know. 
legal expert listeners can help us out and yeah. tweet at us at three one three sports pod to maybe show us the difference. But oh yeah, and the, and then they also claimed that they, there were three getaway cars for them: a Lambo, a Benz, and a Beamer. Which if if you have getaway cars, why are you getting have like three flashy cars? Like especially a car like a Lambo. I mean, keep in mind these aren't clearly these aren't the sharpest tools <laughs> in the shed because you guys are I'm, NFL players who clearly have you know more than two pennies to rub together. Rub together. I mean, you guys got some cash. Why in the you're a 22 heck? year old about to make eight million bucks. Why are you robbing people for 25 grand? Yeah, listen. and. And then he, if you, I think from what I've read, and I don't know how accurate this is, but I'm going to say it as fact and then get blasted for it later. But um, it seems to me like each count, he could serve a minimum of 10 years. Oh, wow. And if he, he could serve six up to 60 years in prison just for this. I don't know. Wait, that, no, that math doesn't add up. No. So, I don't know, whatever. Scratch that. But that's still a lot of prison time. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's it's definitely an interesting story. And then combine that with the fact that over the weekend, at Oliver, who a lot of people want the Lions to draft uh, last year, he uh, jumps in and, and he's, you know, arrested for DWI and having a gun. And you watch the video of him. I mean, dude is blasted. <laughs> Which my question is, bro, you're an NFL player. Call an Uber. Uber. You could even get an Uber Black, ILAT, Uber XL, whatever you want. You know, there's a lot of options out there. Get the nicest lift available. Call, you know, a Metro car service. But why are you driving in the middle of three o'clock in the morning? I, I don't I don't know where he was driving. The article didn't really specify. It's, but you know, this has just been—it's just been that kind of year, I guess, for the NFL. With you know, at Oliver, these two jabronis, and you got Earl Thomas and his wife having shootouts. But no drugs were found in this car, but they did discover a pistol. And oh, interesting. I don't know. I guess maybe he didn't have like a concealed carry, and he was driving, and I don't know. But whatever. Yeah, uh, but the other, you know, interesting kind of story that came out. The, la- the last, I the guess. The last segment for today. Um, this is a Ben Kozlov special over here. This is where my man took a deep dive on the issue. <laughs> Noted. So, pe- well, there's, there's people know what Barstool Sports is, right? It's, uh, for those who don't, it's an online kind of. For the everyman. It's, a, it's like an online sports radio show podcast, podcast. Empire. Uh, uh, yeah the owner of it is Dave Portnoy um, he's valued at around 60 million right now rich man off an, inter- off, off an internet show but um, during uh, during the NFL draft they made a thing where there's a I guess like a silent auction for Monday night with the commissioner watching football in his basement and two tickets to any game. So uh, Dave Portnoy jumped on this opportunity and um, wins the date with the commissioner for 250 k um, 
What's interesting about this, though, is that if you look at the history between Dave Portnoy and uh, Goodell, it starts off when the whole Deflategate situation was happening, and... Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was... Listen, yeah, I'll just let you finish, <laughs> and then I'll give you my two cents on the story. Dave Portnoy was escorted out of the courtroom or outside the court for wearing uh, Brady jerseys and chanting... Uh, Free Brady or whatever. Um, then he made. Uh, that's when he made the Goodell clown shirts, which Matt Patricia wore after they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. By the way. By the way. Very interesting. The most endearing thing Matt Patricia's ever done in the story. But. <laughs> but then he made. Yeah, he made the clown shirts and towels, and handed out. He made the clown shirts and handed out seventy thousand towels. Of Goodell's clown face at <laughs> NFL kickoff that that like that come and see that season it was the uh, Patriots Steelers NFL kickoff Thursday night and he handed out towel seventy thousand towels and there's just like this picture of Goodell standing like on the sideline talking to someone and just the whole the stands behind him are just like the light blue towels with Goodell clown face it it was really funny then um, at Super Bowl. 53 oh that's a great picture i just found it sorry at super <laughs> it's, it's amazing it's, it's excellent at super bowl 53 um dave portnoy got kicked out of the super bowl pats rams the pats rams super bowl he got kicked out of it like there's a picture of like they had to like they had to like put something like a different piece of clothes on him so people wouldn't recognize him they like handcuffed him and like took him out like the back entrance and I mean, the commissioner claims he didn't know that he was there, and it's just that none of the barstool employees were allowed there. But, uh, okay, yeah, right, Roger. Okay, keep telling yourself that. But it's just, and now he has the Monday night with the commish uh, in his basement, and it's just, I'm really curious to watch what he makes out of that because okay, so it's just, it's going to be crazy. My two cents on the whole thing. Dave Portnoy, and I love the guy. I mean, he's got his pizza reviews, which are always, <laughs> always entertaining. Uh, but Mr. Portnoy is, I mean, he he, he has a shtick. Mm-hmm. And that's a shtick that's been sold. And he, he claims that, you know, he's for the every man and, bit, 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 and blah, 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 blah. If Goodell is smart and he's not a baby, which I think he is at this point, because if Goodell... Basically, the, the, the stipulations to the silent auction were that if Goodell doesn't agree to go with the person, then he himself has to lay out the money for charity, which is a quarter of a million dollars, even for Roger Goodell, is a nice chunk of cash. Mm-hmm. Um, even for DeAndre Baker, it's a nice chunk of cash. Well, I mean, especially <laughs> if you rob people. But I, I mean, we could tell, I guess, that that's a nice chunk of cash. Right. If he's robbing people for 25K. And, and you know, Roger Roger Goodell, I think, in the grand scheme of things, he, he, he's a pretty smart dude. And I think for the good of the league and for the good of PR, and Roger Goodell is all about that PR, mm-hmm. I think he'll take it. I think he'll do it. I think it'll be fun. I hope, and Dave Portnoy is legendary for his Periscope live streams and emergency podcasts and <laughs> all that other stuff. I hope I hope there's it. a live video. I hope there's a recording of Dave Portner and Roger Goodell kicking back a couple to you know cold brewskis and you know talking about Deflategate, Tom Brady and 
you know, Vladimir Putin stealing Roger Kraft's uh, Super Bowl yeah. ring. <laughs> but yeah, it'll definitely be fun to watch. It's going to be interesting. But you know. I'm, I'm very that that's probably what the most I'm excited for since being a Lions fan gives you nothing. Well, you know, thanks everyone for listening to us once again. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. We're about as active as you could be, given that there's nothing going on. Uh, but you know, uh, so like us, us, rate us, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, the new Google Podcast. Which, if you're on that platform, good luck to you because they seem to switch it every day. But you can listen to our sister podcast, you know, for probably our brother, our brother, brother podcast, podcast, whatever you call it, uh, for for my thoughts on that. But at any rate, thank you very much, and see. You.